Welcome to the panel, RNZ National Wallace Chapman with you. Kiemo Tonu Mai Kotokatoa. Today on the show, coming up, government to provide free medical masks with rat kits at all collection sites. You no longer need to have symptoms or be a household contact to be eligible. Dr. Dion O'Neill with us right after the news at four. Tekaha, the $683 million stadium discussed all day at council. The verdict is just in. It's going ahead. We talk about that. Is it fantastic for the city of Christchurch or is it a big waste of money? Let me know. 2101. And online terms and conditions have ballooned to such an extent it's impossible to read them. It's been called a click-to-consent culture. More on that at 345. And as we know, literacy and numeracy is a big issue in Aotearoa. Why? Well, 35% of 15-year-olds in this country were not at the required levels for reading or maths. But one programme is changing that and has got the ear of some in government. And it's been described as one of the great rugby league matches ever played. Nine commentator Matt Thompson said that this game was from another planet. RNZ's Tamamuru was there in the stands. We are talking about state of origin. With me this afternoon, Dr. Palmjeet Pamar, a businesswoman, former families commissioner and former uh, member of parliament. Uh, Palmjeet, kia ora. Welcome to the panel. Thank you. Great to be here. Lovely to have you in studio. Also with us is Ed Amon, stand-up comedian and host of the podcast Baboon Yodel. Kia ora, Ed. Tēnā koutou te Good to be here. Lovely to have you both in uh, with me today. First up, rivers in the sky. If you were caught in a particularly heavy deluge on Tuesday, it could have been the atmospheric river that passed over Aotearoa. It's quite fun to imagine a flowing river moving through the sky, but they could be melting Antarctic ice shelves more quickly. And if you see today, the weather is very bad across the Motu as well, including here in uh, Auckland with us is Dr. Daniel Kingston, a senior lecturer in the Department of Geography at the University of Otago. Dr. Kingston, welcome. Hi, Kira Wallace. Thanks it, for having me on. Pleasure. It really um, conjures up imaginations, as the introduction said. Can you describe to us uh, what is an atmospheric river? Um, yeah, sure. They do sound quite dramatic, don't they? <laughs> um, they're um, these kind of long, thin corridors of, of really high uh, moisture vapour transport in the atmosphere. Um, and although they're like water vapour rather than liquid water that they see in a, that you see in a river, they um, they carry such a huge uh, quantity of water that they've been compared to you know terrestrial rivers, but because they they're just Gosh. carried that much water, yeah. So climate change is suggested to increase them in frequency and strength. Uh, am I right? Explain that for us. Um, yeah, well, um, as the, the world warms up, um, the, the atmosphere can hold more moisture, it can hold more water vapour, and that's a direct function of temperature. So, so as we um, move into a warmer world, then, then we'll expect, you know, there could be more moisture in the atmosphere... Um, sorry, my phone's... That's all right. No, no, just <laughs> let, put, put, tell them to come back another time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so as, as the, the atmosphere warms, um, more we can get more moisture in there. So these, these heavy rain events should become um, heavier. That's certainly what we expect to see. Right. 
Not good news, uh, Parmajit. I mean, you've just come in from the pouring, right? It is a downpour out there at the moment. It is, but, I mean, it's not something that happens overnight. It's it's a phenomenon that has been happening for a number of years now. And I think um, the, the thing that we need to keep in mind is that it's a global phenomenon and New Zealand has a role, um, you know, that New Zealand can play. But what I would be interested in knowing, obviously there are a lot of uncertainties in this uh, from Dr. Kingston, is um, when you know some kind of weather event is coming in the next six months or eight months, are we doing enough uh, in terms of adaptation? Obviously we can't stop it in that kind of short period that we we um, find about these kind of events that are coming our way. Um, yeah, I mean... Our kind of our weather forecasting isn't good enough that we that we can say that there's going to be an event in four months' time or uh, or six months' time. We can talk about like probabilities of it being a wetter than normal winter, let's say. Um, but really, our kind of our forecast time for when these events occurring is is a matter of days, you know, up to a week, reliably certainly. Right, Ed, um, is it is this something expected to? increase i mean are we getting are we going to get a lot more rivers and a lot more of these events like the indian ocean dipole and the warming of the oceans is it gonna be a regular thing throughout the years uh to come in the next few years because it wasn't in the news that much uh previously as we heard the news but nowadays this is happening quite a lot uh yeah i mean the the way the kind of the regional climate is set up at the moment is uh, you know, leading us towards a more of a wetter winter, certainly with what's going on in the Indian Ocean, like you mentioned, warmer than average uh, sea surface temperatures around us too. Um, so the, the seasonal forecast is for a, a relatively wet winter, but it kind of, it, it comes and goes to some extent between La Nina and El Nino situations and how warm the seas are around us. Uh, but kind of moving further into the future under climate change, we, with the way the, the southern hemisphere uh, winds are, are going to change, we, we can expect probably uh, more of these sort of events, certainly in the, in the south of the country. There's a lot of uncertainty there, but the kind of the big picture is, is that direction. Okay, so in terms of just picking up on that um, notion of adaptation, of course, it it is talked about quite a bit, isn't it? But, you know, my little experience of this was, what was it last um, a few days ago in the gym in the morning? And it was almost too, the downpour was too much to go back out to work. And everyone was crowded amongst the windows going, whoa, will you look at that? You know, the downpour was such, it really was, you know, an atmospheric river, Daniel. Um, We... This is going to happen more and more. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, there are some things that we can, we can do to, to adapt to it, uh, you know, in terms, of, in terms of how our infrastructure works yeah. and how we manage water. Um, but it, come, it does get to a point where, you know, if it rains enough, it is going to flood. And, and I suppose we've got to build in an expectation that low-lying areas, you know, yes. will flood when it, it, it rains very heavily. So it really is, the wake-up call really is on um, uh, councils, infrastructure services, um, even even uh, even your local neighbourhood or your road, if you're on a down-facing down slope and your gutters are blocked like they were in mine, water diverts into the back of your home, that type of thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some kind of, you know, very basic things there you can do, like just making sure your gutters are clean. Yeah. There's, no, there's not too much debris on the road in front of your house and so on. Lovely to have you on the program. That's uh, Dr. Daniel Kingston, a senior lecturer in the Department of Geography at uh, the University of Otago. Either you have, have either you, either you lived in a house that has been impacted by a flood or uh, severe water events? Not me, luckily. What yeah, no, no, not in not in New Zealand, and, and it's a, quite, I'm quite happy when it rains quite heavy for a certain amount of time because it fills up my water tank. But <laughs> you got a water tank? Yeah, I've got two water tanks. You got two water yeah, tanks? I'm bowling, I'm bowling. Wow! And um, but after a certain amount of time, it floods as well because it overflows, and then the water starts coming out. So um, I'm I'm going to have to find a solution for that. And how do we deal with it? And a plumber is coming in in the next six years, I think. Because I call a plumber and uh, it's not available. Um, but in Pakistan, we used to have it every monsoon time. Our bottom house used to fill up with water because really? the water will come from mm. the mountains and and it will just fill up. And we were just ready for it with sandbags. Oh. Couldn't rely on the government, so we'll have sandbags and everything ready to go. Compared to yeah. compared to the downpours that we've experienced here in Aotearoa, what's a monsoon like? <sighs> monsoon is the experience that you had with the gym. It's like that. It's so heavy. <laughs> it's, it's so heavy that you are like, I can't, can't even step out because it might hurt me. Um, it happens sometimes really? like that. It gets so heavy. And I, I, I'm from Karachi. And it, when it happens, it pours down so badly. All the roads just lose their roots. And then the government has to come in and fix it in the next And that will last. How long does a monsoon rain last for? Oh, it's, it takes about two or three months two or three months, but Karachi doesn't get that many times. It gets a couple of uh, Two or three hits. months? Yeah, yeah. It lasts for through the whole, whole of South Asia. I don't know. It goes beyond South Asia as well, but I'm prob- aware of Bangladesh gets it the worst because they get, they get flooded all the time. Mm. They have hundreds and of And they have there. a major issue with sea level rise yes. in Bangladesh. In yeah. fact, um, they're on the cusp, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. In terms of their, in terms of the their, their, their land. Similar situations as the islands in the Pacific. They have yeah. uh, big, huge problems coming. Right now, um, big uh, response regarding the stadium. This is sad news for the ratepayers of the city. However, this is fantastic news for other Cantabs and New Zealand as a whole. They had the equal opportunity to use it at no extra cost. Um, uh, Helen says, as a 53-year-old Christchurch member, I would have cried if the stadium didn't go ahead. It's been such a long time not to have it. Sandra says, Wallace, I'm a Christchurch ratepayer. I'm afraid of what the ongoing costs will be. They will fall on uh, the ratepayers. So if you haven't uh, heard the verdict is just in about sort of the last 10 minutes or so that the um, the stadium, Tekaha Stadium, is going ahead. We've got a couple of voices on that um, uh, after four, about quarter past four. Uh, I've been thinking, Ed, I'm on you first. No, well, no, no, Palmjit Pumar, you take it away. Oh, Go for it. Right. Thank you. Um, so I've been thinking about this ad that I've seen recently asking for donations for children in poverty. And usually I've seen ads from international organizations asking for donations to support children in other countries like underdeveloped and developing countries. But this ad that I've seen is actually asking for donations to support our Kiwi kids, local kids. And we have a welfare system and we always say that our welfare system is one of the best in the world. So to have um, an entity um, that has gone out to campaign to raise money to support children needing food, clothes, just the basics, 
in my view, is uh, for us to be in a really sad state as a country. And um, specifically about that ad, if you see that ad towards the end of that, there is this beautiful young girl looking quite distressed. I've seen the ad. You've seen the ad, yeah, distressed. So I think that um, if that uh, individual is an actress... Uh, or if, if if that person is not an actress, even then, if they have taken someone who is really in that situation, in my view, is immoral. And I think most of us Kiwis would agree that we don't want to um, have not children sure in kind of... Not quite thing. sure what you're trying to say. What I'm trying to say here is you, that... You don't like the ad, the ad's unfair, they should have got a real person. So what I'm saying is one thing is to see that kind of ad playing in New Zealand. We are a developed country. So before we used to see ads that was to raise money for underdeveloped children in underdeveloped countries. Doesn't it show, and now, doesn't it show how thing, bad the issue exactly, is here? Yeah. Exactly. So that is why I said it is a really sad state to be in. But the second bit is just about the ad. I don't like seeing that young person used in that ad because at that age, that person looks, she looks really young to me. Uh, will be in that position right, to okay. give that consent to be in that kind of oh, ad. I see. And imagine, you know, that kid going to school and everybody recognizing oh, face of saying. poverty. In my view, it seems a bit exploitive if, yeah. Okay, casting issues. We might get a casting agent on to discuss uh, that issue. Kia ora, Parmajit. Ed Amon. So mine is a, a little bit different. I mean, I'm, um, mine is about my beloved kittens. What's the names? Um, there's Roscoe and Kane. Okay. And they're named after the great Ross Taylor and the great Kane Williamson. Of course, yeah. And um I, and I, I and I got them last year and they're they're a bit, a bit older now and one thing I found that they are so good for my anxiety to lower it because we we got it just because my wife wanted some kittens and but what has happened now that I always get this anxiety attacks usually just before going to sleep and you think, oh, what's going to happen in the morning, right? But now what happens is that Roscoe comes in and then he just sits on my chest oh. and just purrs along and he just takes away all my anxiety oh, and I'm just, just listening to them and I just go to sleep. I'm like, what the hell's happening? Does he know? A homage. Does he know? A homage to, what is it? Roscoe. Roscoe. And Kane. For the love of a cat, tell us about your cat this afternoon. We do a lot of cat hating on the panel. <laughs> Not today. We're loving cats this afternoon. Your favourite cat, your cat, 2101. What's its name?